Ben, thank you for sharing your, your story. We all have a story to share and to tell in many different ways. And so thank you for sharing your story this morning. Well, our scripture this morning is one verse. So you're welcome to turn to John 14, verse 6, if you'd like. But I want to uh, kind of set the stage for the text this morning. Most of the time, when you hear John chapter 14, my guess is that you hear it in the context of a funeral or a memorial service. Because in that text, Jesus says to his disciples, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God? Then believe also in me. Because in my Father's house there are many rooms, and I go there to prepare a place for you. And if I go there and prepare a place for you, I will come back and bring you with me so that where I am you may be also. And you know the way, it's the first time he uses that word, you know the way, the path, the road to where I'm going. And that's when Thomas kind of raises his hands, one of the uh, 12 disciples, he raises his hands and he says, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way or the path or the road? See, we've been talking about some of the biblical roads uh, in the New Testament here over the last several weeks. How can we know the path or the road? And that's when Jesus says to Thomas, I am the way, the road, the path. I am the way and the truth and the life. And then Jesus says, no one comes to the Father except through me. Now, many times when you read that scripture, you hear that scripture, I have a lot of people that ask me the following question. So what about people of no religion? Or what about people of other religions? What happens to them if they do not go through Jesus? What happens to them and their eternal destiny? Or what about a small child who dies before the cognitive ability is in place or the spiritual awareness is in place to even make a decision to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. What about that child's eternal destiny? Well, that's kind of where we go with that text. But I kind of want to do a what if with you this morning and I kind of want to flip it upside down for a moment. Suppose Jesus was not only, and I think he was talking about eternity, but suppose Jesus was not only talking about eternity, but suppose Jesus was maybe also talking about right now. Suppose Jesus was really also addressing his current followers, whether it was the followers of his day or his future followers, which would be in part you and me. Suppose Jesus was saying if you want to have the kind of relationship and arrive at the depth of fellowship with the God that I know, 
then you have to live into my way and you have to live into my life and you have to live into my truth. Suppose Jesus is talking to you and me today about how we're living and what we believe in terms of truth and the way in which we live and handle that truth. But let's kind of take it in reverse order for a moment. Jesus said, I am the life. Now, that word life means more than just biological life. Jesus is talking about a quality of life, a depth of life, a meaningfulness of life, a life that is being shaped and formed in the character of Jesus. So when Jesus says, I am the life, he's talking about our action, our behavior. Suppose Jesus is saying to his current disciples at that time and the future ones like you and me, hey, if you want to live into a relationship with the God that I know, then your living and your behavior has got to be my, like my living and my behavior. I am the life. Jesus also said, I'm the truth. Now, truth can be understanding the truth of how the world is organized and the universe works and ticks. Truth can also be spiritual truth or ethical and moral truth. Suppose Jesus is saying to his disciples at that time and in the future, you and me, if you want to live into my way and have the kind of relationship with the God that I know and that I have, then you've got to see the truth of the world as I see it, and you've got to embrace that truth and those beliefs. My belief and my truth about how I see the world has got to be your belief and your truth about how you see the world. And then Jesus said also, I am the way. Now we've already said that word can mean path, or journey or road. Wonder if Jesus is saying to his current disciples and also to us today, if you want to have the kind of relationship with the God that I know and that I have, you've got to live and have behavior and beliefs and truth in the way, in the manner that I have. You've got to have my attitude. You've got to have my spirit. You've got to have my tone. You've got to have my heart as you relate to people. You think maybe Jesus could have been saying that to his disciples and to us today? Mike Smith is the pastor of the Central Baptist Church in Fountain City, Tennessee. He tells the story from his childhood church of a man that he calls Old Man Shaw. Old Man Shaw. Old Man Shaw had the life and seemingly the behavior of Jesus. He taught 7th and 8th grade boys in Sunday school. He was willing and able for his pastor to call on him to offer a public prayer in worship or in other meetings of the church. Old Man Shaw was there every time the doors opened of his church. Old Man Shaw also believed in the truth of Jesus. 
He read his Bible daily. He memorized scripture. In fact, old man Shaw made the claim that the Bible was the only book he had ever read in his entire life. And he was proud of it because he based his life entirely on the Bible. No doubt, old man Shaw had the life and the action and the behavior and the beliefs and the truth of Jesus, it seemed. But Pastor Mike Smith also said there was one other thing about old man Shaw that you needed to know. He was a profound hater of people. Deep down inside. Mike Shaw, or Mike uh, Smith said that old man Shaw hated people whose skin color was different than his. He hated pe people from Eastern European descent. He hated women who thought themselves equal to men. He hated stray dogs. And he hated Democrats. I'm not sure if it was in that order, but at least that's the order that Mike Smith gave. He also said that old man Shaw severely beat his sons. He said that old man Shaw believed that the Bible granted him full authority as head of the family and endorsed what he considered to be strong discipline. Said Pastor Mike Smith of old man Shaw, his Bible clearly told him that disobedient children ought to be stoned but he was content to settle for a belt and a cane. Mike Smith said, interestingly, that no other adult in that rural community of his upbringing ever challenged old man Shaw on some of his attitudes about people and his own children. Old man Shaw had some of the actions and some of the behavior and some of the living and some of the beliefs and some of the truth that looked a little bit like Jesus. But the problem is old man Shaw didn't have the heart of Jesus. He didn't have the spirit of Jesus. He didn't have the tone. He didn't have the way of Jesus. That was what was missing. You know, as we travel with Jesus toward the cross in this Lenten season, we're in the second Sunday of Lent. And as we travel with Jesus towards the cross, there's no doubt about it, our world needs the life and the behavior of Jesus. I am the life, he said. And our world needs some of the beliefs and some of the truth of Jesus, we need to see the world as Jesus sees it. I am the truth. But if we don't live, and if we don't believe the truth of Jesus in his way, if we don't have the right tone, the right spirit, the right attitude, the right heart of Jesus, and you can be certain of something, you may have a partial relationship with the Father, but you will not have the full relationship with the Father that Jesus had. And furthermore, like old man Shaw, 
we'll make a mockery out of our faith. So don't forget, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. And here's my amended translation. No one comes into a fullness of a relationship with God unless we do it Jesus' way. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who do earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with each other. So let me invite you now to confess the sin of your life before God. And specifically, what is that place where you're living and your behavior doesn't match up with Jesus? Specifically, what is that way in which your beliefs and your truth do not reflect seeing the world as Jesus sees the world? And specifically, what is the way in which your way, your action, your attitudes, your spirit, your tone, what are the ways in which your heart doesn't reflect the heart of Jesus? Let's confess and name our sin before God and in silent prayer receive his forgiveness, his grace, and his pardon. Let's pray together. Oh God, this morning we thank you for hearing our confession of sin, of failure, of those places where we are broken and live out our fallen nature in our behavior, in our words, in our beliefs, in our attitudes, God. We have at times let you down, we have let others down, and we have even failed ourselves. Forgive us, God, we pray. Cleanse us from our sin and restore us into right relationship with you right now because of what your son Jesus has done for us in the giving of himself on that cross of Calvary. God, as we here in just a moment receive the bread, we do so with gratitude, with deep reverence, and yet, God, with celebration, because the depth of your love has been seen in Jesus. So we thank you for the gift of his life for us, and we offer our collective prayers now in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. Sisters and brothers in Christ, the peace of Christ be with you. 
Let me invite you to stand and offer words of peace and greeting to those who are around you this morning.